Well, every single Sunday, we take the opportunity to read from the Bible and uh, and just allow it to speak to our hearts. Throughout the month of August, I am doing a series called This Is Us. This is who we already are. Uh, this is not a an explanation or an instruction to tell you this is what you should be doing. But if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus, I'm going to tell you what you already are. This is who you already are. And sometimes we don't know who we are and we need to be reminded or have a revelation of who Christ has already made us to be. And today I'm going to be talking from the topic planted people. We are planted people. What do I mean by that? Well, I'll get into that in just a minute, but I'd like to uh, read from the Bible first and then pray and ask God uh, to speak to our hearts. Hey, if you are in the chat box, if you look down below in the tab, there is a section for you to read the Bible. If you don't have a Bible with you, there's a tab with the Bible section. You can read there. And if you look at the notes section, you can also download and copy today's notes onto your own device for you to just study or meditate or ponder upon later. Remember, this talk will also be available on our podcast and our YouTube channel if you want to visit it later. So let me pray and uh, ask God to bless us. Father, thank you for the word of God. We ask you in Jesus' name that today your word will bring life, light and power to every one of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I want to read today uh, from Psalms chapter 92, starting from verse 12. Psalms chapter 92, starting from verse 12. This is what it says. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. We are planted people. Now, before I explain what that is, I need to explain two things from these verses that we've just read. The first thing I want to explain is the phrase, the righteous. Who are the righteous? What are they? What does the righteous mean? That's what I'm going to explain first of all. And secondly, I'm going to explain the phrase, the house of the Lord. What is the house of the Lord? Where is it? Does it have an address? What is the house of the Lord? And I want to, I want to explain what the righteous means and the house of the Lord means. And then I'll come on to what it means to be planted people. Come on, put in the chat box, say, I am planted people. You are planted people. We are planted people. Put that in the chat box. Say, we are planted people. So first of all, who are the righteous? Let me read this to you from Romans chapter 5, starting from verse 17. This is what it says. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to the condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. 
What's the Bible saying? Well, the Bible's basically saying that once upon a time they lived a man called Adam. Adam was the originator of the human species. And the Bible says that Adam sinned, Adam fell, Adam made a mistake, Adam went against God rather than depending on him, he depended on himself and he sinned. And as a result of Adam's sin, everybody that is born from then on are born into this nature called sin. If you look at me right now, I've got brown skin and I've got black hair. And guess what? That's what my parents look like. They've got brown skin and they've got black hair. That's because that's the way genetics works. You are born into the DNA that you have inherited. And apart from the brown skin and the black hair, there is another bit of DNA that I have inherited from my parents and you have inherited from your parents, and that DNA is called sin. Sin is the inborn nature within us to not depend on God, not submit to God, but to depend on ourselves, and we think we are in charge of our lives. You don't need to do any mistakes to be a sinner. You are born as a sinner. It is something that you have inherited. That is not your fault. It is the fault of Adam. And the Bible says... That one man's sin, Adam's sin, brought condemnation to everybody. That's the bad news. Well, here's the good news. Many years after Adam's fall, another man, the man Jesus Christ, he was born of a virgin, born of Mary, and he became sin for us. And as a result of him taking upon sin, he now gives to us freely the gift of righteousness. Now, all of us trace our lineage and our DNA not back to Adam. We all trace our lineage and our DNA back to Jesus Christ. Why? Because God included the entire human race in Jesus Christ so that when Jesus died, we died. When Jesus was buried, we were buried. And when Jesus rose from the dead, we rose from the dead too. So now my DNA is not the DNA of Adam. If you are a believer in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, that Jesus shed his blood to forgive you and give you a brand new future and a life, that your DNA, your nature now is the nature of Christ. And anyone who believes that fact, the gospel, the good news, is not good instruction. It is a, not a good commandment. The gospel is good news. It's a news. It's a declaration. If you believe that piece of news with faith in your heart, the Holy Spirit giving you faith to believe that news, then you are declared righteous. That's who the righteous are. So who are the righteous? Let's to recap. The righteous is anybody who puts their complete faith and trust in Jesus Christ to make them brand new and receive a brand new identity that you are now a child of God. That's who the righteous are. Secondly, I want to define what the house of the Lord is. What is the house of the Lord? I want to read to you from 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 and verse 5. This is what it says. As you come to him, that's Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves are like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 
I don't know if you've ever seen a house being built. Back in the day, they used to build houses made of stone and much later bricks came along. But they would take stone upon stone upon stone and put them together until a foundation was formed. And after the foundation was formed, they would bring build the walls and they would build roofs. Now, Peter writes these, these words as an example to say, that's a picture of who you are. You are a living stone. If you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, Peter compares you to a living stone. Why does he use that picture? He uses that picture because Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is called our cornerstone. So when you dig foundations for a building, the first stone that the builders lay is called the cornerstone. That's the stone on which all of the foundation and all of the building is built. Jesus is our cornerstone and we are all living stones built up together into this house called the house of the Lord. So let me define for you what the house of the Lord is. The house of the Lord is not a physical building that we gather in. The house of the Lord is you and I, when we get together, we become the church or the house of the Lord. The church is not a building. The church is the gathering of the called out ones. Right now, there are many people across this community doing watch parties in each other's houses. You are gathering together. And as you gather together, you right there, you are the church. You are the house of the Lord. Imagine in September when we all get back into our building, we will become the house of the Lord. And the reason we become the house of the Lord is not because there's a building here. The reason we become the house of the Lord is because we are gathered. If we if we say on one Sunday, we're not gathering at our building in Oaks Road, but we're going to be gathering on the field. Guess what? The field becomes the house of the Lord. If we say, no, we're going to gather in a school. Guess what? There is the house of the Lord. If we say we're not going to gather in the house, uh, in, in this building or in the field, but we're going to gather in each other's houses. Guess what? Each other's houses becomes the house of the Lord. Why? Because the house of the Lord is not defined by the color of the stones or the brick or the mortar or the paint or the lights. The house of the Lord is determined by whether people who are called by Jesus gather together or not. And wherever the gathering together of the called out ones is, wherever the gathering together of the believers is, that is the house of the Lord. Come on, put it in the chat box and say, I am righteous. Come on, put it in the chat box. Say, I am righteous. Now, secondly, put it in the chat box. When we gather together, we are the house of the Lord. Peter says, you're all living stones being built together into a spiritual house. You are the house of the Lord. Now, let's go back and read the first verses that we read. Now that I've defined for you who the righteous is and what the house of the Lord is. Remember who the righteous is? Who's the righteous? You, me, anybody who has put their faith in Jesus. What's the house of the Lord? The house of the Lord is the gathering together of the righteous ones, gathering together of those who have put their trust in Jesus. Now, let me read for you Psalms 92 verse 12 onwards. Now, remember those two phrases, the righteous and the house of the Lord. Psalms 92, starting from verse 12. The righteous flourish like the palm tree. They grow like the cedar in Lebanon. 
They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So my friends, I want to tell you, I want to announce to you, you are planted people. You are planted in the house of the Lord. Any person, Psalms 92 says, any person that is a righteous is planted in the house of the Lord. Now think about this. This was written in the old covenant. We now live in the new covenant. What does that mean? Once upon a time, people approached God because God put a set of rules for them to obey and they had to approach God in absolute trepidation, bringing with them the blood of goats and bulls and turtle doves. Today, as we're gathering together in watch parties and watching this and engaging with church online right now, we don't come together right now with the blood of goats and bulls because blood has already been shed for us on the cross through the death of his precious son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, I want to ask you this question. If in the old covenant, the righteous people are planted in the house of God, how much more you and I and people as sons, as daughters in the new covenant, we are planted in the house of the Lord. That is why when you come to our church on Sunday mornings, you will find people coming back Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. It's not because we don't have anything to do. It's not because we don't have busy lives. It's not because we would rather not be on a Sunday morning playing football, watching TV, going to a film. It's because of our nature. This is our DNA. We are planted people the righteous are planted in the house of the Lord I want to say a few things about the planted people this is who we already are the Bible says they flourish like the palm tree you see the palm tree grows in the desert the palm tree grows where there is no water you see if you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ you are planted in the house of the Lord not necessarily because everything is good See, the palm tree flourishes even when the atmosphere is tough and it's bad and it's dry. You see, the righteous don't show up to church when it's good times and you don't get to see them when it's bad times. No, the righteous are planted like the cedars of Lebanon. That means if you've had a good week, you show up. If you've had a bad week, you're planted. If you've had a great week, you're planted. If you've had a rubbish week, you're planted. Why? That is your DNA. You are planted in the house of God. Whether the atmosphere is good or whether this atmosphere is bad, whether it's been scorching hot or whether it's been the cool of the day, you are planted. We are planted people. Come on, put in the chat box, say, we are planted people. Secondly, planted people contribute to the ecosystem. Planted people contribute to the ecosystem. I love that word, planted. If you see a tree planted in the forest or in your garden, guess what? It's contributing to the ecosystem as a result of the tree 
pollination is happening as a result of the tree it's bringing shade as a result of the tree its leaves are adding to the manure as a result of the tree other bugs are finding refuge in it as a result of the tree birds are coming and laying eggs and building nests in its branches as a result of the tree its fruit is being used for people and for meals as a result of the tree so much life is happening all around and guess what we are planted people So if you come to Beacon Church, you will find out people who've got busy lives contributing to the life of the church. You will find them bringing their tithes. You will find them bringing their offering. You'll find them offering their time. You'll find them serving on a rota. You'll find them helping people, praying for people, caring for people. These are not expectations. These are not laws you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, God's going to be mad with you. No, we don't do it out of guilt or condemnation, but we are planted people and planted people cannot help but make a difference to the ecosystem. I want to challenge you. You are planted in the house of God. Contribute today to the ecosystem of the church. If you don't tithe, start tithing. If you don't give, start giving. If you don't pray for people in church, start praying. If you don't pray for your pastors and for the church, start praying for your leaders. If you don't start loving, helping, caring, sharing, forgiving, start contributing the ecosystem because we are planted people and planted people contribute to the ecosystem. Come on, put it in the chat box. Say, we are planted people. The next thing I want to say about planted people is that planted people absorb nutrients and water. You look at a tree and, uh, and you see that the reason the tree is healthy is because the tree has roots. Why does the tree have roots? Tree has roots because it's going and picking up nutrients and water that it needs. If you come to Beacon Church, you'll realize uh, people are not just interested in being with each other. We love our church. We love the people in our church. This is an incredible family to belong to. I go to so many churches all across this country and sometimes in different parts of the world. I want to say there is no place like Beacon Church. There is no place like Beacon Church. Put that in the chat box. Come on. There is no place like Beacon Church. And as amazing as each of us is, one of the things I love about Beacon Church is that we are hungry for the Word of God. We are hungry for the presence of God. We are hungry for the touch of God. We are hungry for the gifts of the Spirit. We are hungry for the things of God. Why? Because planted people suck on nutrients. Planted people love the Word of God. Planted people absorb water. You see, planted people don't just come to serve. Just Because what, what, what would be the difference between a club and the church? You see, we can go to a club or a clique or a society And we go there for company, we go there for belonging. But the difference between a club and a church is this. In the club, you have other people. And in the church, you have other people. But in the church, you have spiritual food. You have the word of God being preached without regret, shame or holding back. Week in, week out. We believe the Bible. We exalt the word of God. We exalt the name of Jesus without regret or compromise. Because we believe that planted people have roots 
and those roots are necessary to pull on the ingredients. I want to encourage you, learn the Word of God. Write down notes when you listen to the Word of God. Come back and visit the Word of God. Listen to our podcast. Listen to this talk again on the YouTube channel. Download the notes under the notes section. Share the Word of God with a friend because planted people absorb nutrients. Here's the next thing I want to say about who you already are. You are planted people. Come on, put that in the chat box. Say, I am planted people. You are planted people. We are planted people. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 92 that planted people flourish in the courts of God. I love that word, flourish, flourish. Come on, put that in the chat box. Say, we're planted people and we flourish. We flourish. Do you know why it's important to be in the house of God on a Sunday morning to gather together to listen to the word of God? Because your flourishing depends on it. Your Monday depends on it. Your career depends on it. Your marriage depends on it. Your finances depend on it. Your health depends on it. The future of your children depends on it. Do you not want to flourish? I don't know that I've met anyone in life who says, oh, I hope my marriage doesn't flourish. I hope my career doesn't flourish. I hope my health doesn't flourish. No, we all want to flourish. Well, guess what? The Bible says that the righteous are planted in the house of God and they flourish in the courts of God. I've said this to so many people on so many occasions. I can guarantee this. If you plant yourself in a local church, whether it's Beacon Church or any other church, plant yourself, not just visit it, plant yourself. That means your roots have to go deep. That means you have to absorb the word of God week in, week out on a regular basis. That means you have to contribute to the ecosystem. That means you have to turn up whatever the weather. If you, pl- if you are planted in the house of God, I want to guarantee this, your life will flourish. Your life will flourish. I guarantee it. Wherever there is decay, in fact, I prophesy it right now. Wherever there's decay in your life, it begins to flourish. Wherever there's stagnation in your life, it begins to flourish. Wherever you feel stuck, it begins to flourish. Why? Because planted people flourish. And if planted people could flourish under the old covenant, then you and I who are sons and daughters of the new covenant, I promise you, your life will flourish. Planted people flourish. Come on, put that in the chat box. Say, planted people flourish. If you have a friend, a neighbor, a family member and saying, wow, and they're saying, man, my life sucks. It seems it's not going anywhere. Tell them to come to Beacon Church and tell them to get planted in the house of God. Because when you are planted in the house of God, you begin to flourish in the courts of God. The next thing that it says, the Bible says in Psalm 92 about planted people is that they bear fruit in old age. They bear fruit in old age. Did you know that the average lifespan of an apple tree is about 80 to 100 years old? 100 years old. In fact, there's one Bramley apple tree that's in the UK that's 200 years old. Now, think about it. An apple tree, let's say it's 100 years old. If you went to Aldi or Tesco, wherever it is you buy apples, and you picked up an apple from the store, you would never be able to tell the age of the apple tree it came from. 
Why? Because no matter how old the tree is, the fruit is always fresh. And some of you listening to me right now, you are bothered and you are concerned that you're growing old and there is no use for you and uh, you've gone by your sell-by date and nobody really wants you or needs you. I want you to shake that insecurity off right now and say, when I'm planted in the house of God, I bear fruit in old age. Come on, say that to yourself. I am planted in the house of God and I bear fruit in old age. You see, the apple tree that bore apples in when the apple tree was 10 years old is different to the fruit that it bears today. So don't try and imitate the fruit you bore last year. Don't try and mimic the fruit you bore in last season. God has fruit for you that you need to bear in season. The Bible says it bears fruit in season. And many times we go back and say, man, I want to bear the fruits that I I was bearing when I was 20. I want to bear the fruit that I was bearing when I was 30. I want to bear the fruit when I was bearing when I was 40. No, no, no. You're meant to bear fruit in season. Whatever season of life you're in, you're meant to bear the fruit of the season you're in. Trying to bear the fruit of a previous season is only going to be a waste of time and you will be stuck thinking, man, I hope I get back to that life one day. No, God is doing something new. God is doing something fresh. He is doing something new in your life and you are meant to bear fruit in season. The average lifespan of an apple tree is a hundred years old. We are in 2021. That means there are apple trees in the UK right now that was planted in 1921, still producing fresh apples. Think about it for a moment. How old are you? Were you born in 1921? I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody in our church that's over a hundred years old. Perhaps you're watching this by rebroadcast and you are a hundred years old. If you were born in 1921, do you know there are apple trees planted today or or, or thriving right now? I were planted in 1921, still producing fresh fruit. The Bible says, people in the old covenant, by the way, (laughs) planted in the house of God will bear fruit in old age. I want to prophesy over your life. Your life is not wasted. Your life has purpose. Your life has significance. Your life has value. And this year, this season, this August, this week, you will bear fruit. The righteous are planted in the house of God and they bear fruit in old age. The next thing it says in Psalms 90-92 is that they are full of sap and they're always green. They're full of sap and they're always green. Sap is what is hidden in the inside of a tree. Green is what is exposed on the outside of a tree. In other words, planted people are healthy on the inside and they're healthy on the outside. I don't know about you, but I'm sure every now and then you can get to a place where you're not very healthy on the inside. Maybe outside you look all green and you're flourishing. But there's only so long that you can keep up that act. Sooner or later, the weakest link in your life will crumble and people will know that it was not always healthy on the inside. And maybe you are one of those people and you're listening to me today and you're saying, man, that's me. I don't feel very good on the inside. I'm struggling on the inside. I'm battling addiction. I'm battling things that I can't really tell people about. I want to say to you, there is no shame. There is no condemnation. There is no judgment in this church. 
And I want you to know you are so welcome, you're so loved, and you so belong here. But if you remain planted, if you keep absorbing the nutrients, if you keep contributing to the ecosystem, I want to say to you, sooner or later, you will find that you will manifest fresh sap on the inside and green on the outside. And that's why when we come to church, you find people lifting their hands, clapping their hands, shouting, excited about the word of God, the presence of God, the gathering together of the children of God. Why? Because we're green on the inside and we're green on the outside. We're full of life on the inside and we're full of life on the outside. Planted people are full of life on the inside and full of life on the outside. Let me finish with these thoughts. It says this, Psalms 92, let me read that. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like the cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Planted people are worshippers. Planted people are unashamed worshippers. Psalms 92 says, Planted people are full of green, full of sap. They bear fruit in old age. Why? To declare that the Lord is upright. He's my rock. There's no unrighteousness in him. When we get together and we sing a song, we clap, we shout, we rejoice, we speak in tongues. Man, it is, it is chaos. You know why? Because we're full of life on the inside. We're full of life on the outside. It's in our DNA. We can't help it. You can't shut us down. You can't tell us to keep quiet. You can't tell us to say, hey, shush, don't do that. No, we can't keep saying that God is upright. We can't keep saying that he's our rock. We can't keep saying that there is no unrighteousness in him. We can't keep singing his praises. We can't keep blessing the Lord. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot. We will not shut up. We will not keep quiet. We will not stop raising our voice to say God is good. Because if you knew from where God rescued us and held us and forgave us, and if you knew how far God has brought us, you would understand the power of our praise. You would understand the volume of our praise. You would understand the excitement of our rejoicing because God has been so good to us. Planted people worship. This is who you are. We are planted people. Come on right now in your living rooms, wherever you're watching, why don't you clap your hands, put your hands together, raise your voice, speak in tongues, sing out and break out in song because we are planted people and planted people worship. This is who you are. This is who God has designed you to be. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like the cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are full of sap and evergreen. They declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. We are planted people. I want to pray for you right now that God will cause you to live as planted people, contributing to the ecosystem, putting your roots down, consistently showing up. No matter the weather, you show up anyway. And guess what? You will bear fruit in old age. You will ever be green. You'll forever be green on the inside and green on the outside. And you will always be a worshiper. Let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. 
I pray for every person listening to the sound of my voice. Thank you that we are planted people. If under the old covenant, planted people could flourish. If planted people under the old covenant could bear fruit in old age. If planted people under the old covenant could be worshippers. If planted people under the old covenant could be green on the inside and green on the outside. We thank you that we declare in Jesus' name that Beacon Church is full of worshippers. Beacon Church is full of planted people. We declare that Beacon Church is full of people whose marriages are flourishing, whose jobs are flourishing, whose health is flourishing, our finances are flourishing, our business ideas are flourishing, our children are flourishing in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we contribute to the ecosystem, that we bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, we bring our worship, we care, we connect, we love, we show up, we turn up. Thank you that we are planted people. We rebuke every deception that is in our mind that causes us to think that we are not. We reject that lie in Jesus' name. We receive the manifestation of this revelation through the power of these words that are being spoken right now. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. Put your, put that in the chat box. Everyone, come on. Put that in the chat box. Say, we're planted people. We are planted people. We are planted people. Hey, listen, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never made a decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to do just that right now. If you can just simply believe in your heart that Jesus died, and if you will confess with your mouth that he rose from the dead, the Bible says you will be saved. You will be rescued from an old life, given a brand new identity. You will become a child of God. I want to lead you in a very simple prayer. If you want to repeat that prayer after me, you'd be so welcome to. In the chat box, you will also find a button that you can click on that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. And if you click on that button, there will be personal prayer available for you. Throughout this time, you'll also find that there's a button there for anybody, followers of Jesus Christ, non-followers of Jesus Christ, people in Beacon Church, not people in Beacon Church. If you want to click the request prayer button, there'll be opportunity for people to pray with you and minister to you as well. So pray with me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died and that you rose again. I give you my life and I receive yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I believe if you've made that prayer out of the sincerity of your heart with just very simple faith, you have become a child of God. Please reach out to us. Don't do life on your own. We'd love to help you connect with other people and help you 